boys and girls, and welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Cherie Hardy, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to read Chapter 4 in Changes for Addie, A Winter Story. This is Book 6 of 6, and it was written by Connie Porter and illustrated by Bradford Brown. This is the final and fourth chapter of the book, and this chapter is called Together. If you have the book, it would be nice if you could read along with me, but if you don't have a copy, it's quite okay. I want you to get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed and listen to Together, Chapter 4 of Changes for Addie, A Winter Story. That night, Addie was so excited, it took her a long time to fall asleep. In the middle of the night, she woke up. The room was filled with silvery moonlight. Addie sat up to make sure what had happened wasn't a dream. She smiled when she saw Auntie Lula and Esther sleeping on her bed. Addie looked over and saw Sam on his pallet and Mama and Papa in their bed. Finally, we are all together, Addie thought. We are all here. The next morning, Esther and Lula were still asleep when Addie left for school. They worn out, whispered Mama. Be quiet so you don't wake them. Addie bent over the bed and gave both Esther and Lula kisses so light they didn't even stir in their sleep. It was the last day of school before the Christmas holiday, so no school was let out. Er- so school was let out early. Addie was in a hurry to get home to see Esther and Auntie Lula before she went out to make her deliveries. But she had something she wanted to do first. She ran to Sarah's house and found Sarah inside, folding sheets and stacking them in a pile. Sarah, Addie exclaimed, we found them. Auntie Lula and Esther is home with us. Sarah threw her arms around Addie, and both girls tumbled on the floor, falling onto a pile of sheets. Tell me the whole story, Sarah demanded, and don't leave out anything. So Addie told Sarah how glad she was that she'd stayed so long at the hospital with Mr. Pope. If she had gone to church any earlier, she would have missed Esther and Auntie Lula. Sarah sighed. Finally, the dream of having your family back together done come true. Yes, Addie said, except for Uncle Solomon. It has. She and Sarah sat in silence for a moment, and then Addie observed, Sarah, you got new boots. They're my Christmas gifts, Sarah said proudly. My mom and papa gave them to me early. We earned enough money. Look here, Addie said. I got you a Christmas present, too. From her satchel, Addie pulled a small package wrapped in brown paper. Sarah opened the package. It was a slate, just like the one that had broken. Oh, Addie, I ain't never going to need a slate again, Sarah said, and tears began to dwell in her eyes. Addie put her arms around her. Don't give up hoping, Sarah, she said, holding back her own tears. Maybe someday you can come back to school. But even if you can't, I can help you keep up with our lessons. You done taught me so many things. Sarah dried her eyes. Thanks, she said, holding the slate gently. I'd like that. When Addie left Sarah's house, she hurried through her deliveries so she could get back to her family as soon as possible. The minute she came to the door of the boarding house, she could smell supper cooking. And what a supper it was. Mama and Mrs. Golden had made everyone's favorite smoked ham, collard greens, rice, and peas. 
biscuits, and sweet potato pudding for dessert. Auntie Lula was too weak to come down to the dining table to eat. So before the family sat down, Addie brought her a tray of steaming food. Addie knelt next to the bed while Auntie Lula ate. She noticed that Auntie Lula just picked at her food. Ain't you hungry? Addie asked. Auntie Lula put down her fork and shook her head. I can't say that I am, she said. She patted the bed. Come sit up here. I want to tell you something. Addie moved the tray and sat on the bed. Auntie Lula took one took one of Addie's hands in hers. When you and your mama left the plantation, I was worried about y'all, she said. But Solomon wasn't. He knew y'all was going to make it to freedom. He helped us, Addie said, but he didn't even get a chance to enjoy freedom himself. Let me tell you a story, Auntie Lula said. Uncle Solomon celebrated his freedom back when President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. You know, the masters didn't pay that proclamation no mind because the South had broke away from the North. Oh, but when Solomon heard about it, child, he came into our cabin and strutted around so proud and happy, and then he got down on his knees and thanked the Lord. Auntie Lula started to cough. Addie handed her a glass of water from the tray. Auntie Lula continued, I don't want you to be sad about Uncle Solomon dying, and I don't want you to be sad when I die. Don't say that. Addie said, you're not going to die anytime soon. There's a time for each of us to die, said Auntie Lula. Uncle Solomon ain't have much time in freedom, and I won't either. Addie, we don't all make it where we want to go in life. We start our journeys and have our hopes and dreams, and sometimes other people have to carry on with them when we can. She closed her eyes and sat back on pillows. I think I better rest now. Addie kissed Auntie Lula on the forehead, turned down the lamp, and sat by her until she fell asleep. Two days before Christmas, Auntie Lula died. Addie's heart was filled with sorrow. She loved Auntie Lula, who had been like a grandmother to her. Ever since Addie could remember, Auntie Lula had looked after Addie and her family back on the plantation. She nursed, nursed them when they were sick. Like Uncle Solomon, she gave them advice, comfort, and friendship. Auntie Lula and Uncle Solomon had taken good care of Esther when Addie and Mama had to leave her behind, but they had used their last strength to bring Esther back to the family. Now Auntie Lula was gone, and with her death, Addie's dream of having her whole family together in freedom was gone too. Christmas passed quietly. Addie and Esther plate with a puzzle Sam had given them as a present. Papa, Papa had made a beautiful sled for Addie. Esther liked to sit on it and ring the bell. But the sadness the family felt over the death of Auntie Lula dulled the joy of the holidays. On the last day of the year, their mood brightened a bit as they prepared for the emancipation celebration at church. Papa and Sam left for church right after supper to help set up the extra seat. Addie was supposed to go with them while Mama helped Mrs. Golden wash the dishes. But when Mama came downstairs with Esther, Addie was still there. She was sitting on her bed in the darkness. She had not even bothered to light the lamp. Addie, what you still doing here? Mama asked. You ain't even dressed yet. I don't know. I don't want to go to the celebration at church tonight, Mama, said Addie. Why not? asked Mama. 
I don't think I can stand up in front of all them folks and read those words in the Emancipation Proclamation about freedom at his head. Her eyes were filled with tears. Uncle Solomon's dead. Auntie Lula's dead. My dream of having our whole family together again in freedom can never come true now. Oh, Addie, Addie, said Mama with a sigh. She put her arms around Addie. Esther came over to them. She offered her Janie doll to Addie. Here, Addie, she said, don't cry. Addie took the doll from her sister. Oh, Mama, look at Esther, she said. We never got to see her first steps or hear her first words. We can't ever get back the time we missed with her. Mama was quiet for a while, and then she said, Remember what Uncle Solomon said, Addie. Freedom got its cost, sometimes a very big cost. Mama lifted the coward shell at the end of Addie's necklace and held it in her hand. You remember when I gave this to you? We were running away from slavery. We had nothing but each other and hope. I remember, said Addie. I told you this shell belonged to Papa's grandma, who was torn away from her family in Africa and brought across the ocean to be a slave. Mama went on in a soft voice. This shell was to remind you that we are linked to the people of our past forever. They live in our hearts. Their lives and their strength and courage are part of us, even though they are gone. Addie suddenly took a shuddery breath. She thought about Auntie Lula and Uncle Solomon and her great-grandmother long ago. Mama smiled at Addie. Do you think you can go to the celebration? Yes, Mama, said Addie. I can. When the church service started, Addie sat in the front pew with the other children who were going to read and recite. She was the last speaker. She sat still and tried to listen carefully as the other boys and girls gave their speeches. Finally, Reverend Drake said, We are all gathered here tonight to celebrate the anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation. It contains some important words, words that are important to many who were held in the bonds of slavery. I want y'all to listen closely while now while Addie Walker reads the Emancipation Proclamation. Addie's knees were shaking as she walked up the steps at the front of the church. The words she was supposed to read were written on a scroll of paper that she held tightly in her hand. Addie opened the scroll and looked out at the congregation. She swallowed hard. She had never spoken in front of so many people before. Then she saw her family looking up at her, their faces full of love and pride. There was Sam, who had lost his arm in the war to end slavery, and Esther, whose babyhood had been lost to them all. She saw Papa and remembered the night back in their cabin on the plantation when he had first whispered the word freedom. She saw Mama, whose hope and strength had never failed. And though they were not there, Addie thought of Uncle Solomon and Auntie Lula, too, and remembered how much the Emancipation Proclamation had meant to Uncle Solomon. Addie started to speak, and the words came easily. Her voice was loud and clear as she read the proclamation and its words that had changed the lives of everyone she loved. When Addie finished at midnight, it seemed as if the whole church exploded with joy. The bells rang out, not just from her church, but from churches all over the city. Everyone stood, cheering and hugging and kissing, and Addie came down the steps 
and moved into the crowd, standing on tiptoe, trying to find her family. Suddenly, she felt a hand slip into hers. It was Esther. Addie smiled down at her sister and asked, Where are we going, Esther? Esther smiled back. Home, she said. That's right, said Addie. We're going home together. Wow, that is the end, boys and girls. I will end here. Again, this story was Changes for Addie, a Winter Story. This is book six of six of the Addie Addie story in the American Girls Collection. It was written by Connie Porter and illustrated by Bradford Brown. I hope you enjoyed it. And stay tuned. I'm going to have on the second part of this episode um, of the epilogue in this book. And it will have Looking Back, 1864, A Peek into the Past. I'm going to be reading that as well. Take care, boys and girls. Thank you for listening and continue to have a great day. boys and girls and welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Cherie Hardy and today I will be reading the final part of Changes for Addie, a winter story. This was a part of book six of six of the American Girls collection and this one is, this last part is called A Peek into the Past. A Peek into the Past is the final part of the book. It, this book was written by Connie Porter and illustrated by Bradford Brown. If you have the book, feel free to follow along. But if you don't, it's quite okay. Get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed and listen quietly to A Peek Into the Past. In 1865, the Civil War ended after four terrible years. Families separated by slavery and by war began to be reunited just as the North and South were joining together again as one nation. But just five days after the South surrendered, President Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed. His assassination made the nation's recovery much more difficult. The years after the Civil War are called Reconstruction because of the efforts to rebuild or reconstruct the nation. These efforts took place mostly in the South, which suffered much more damage from the war than the North did. After the war, Congress amended or changed the Constitution to ensure freedom and citizenship for Black Americans. The 13th Amendment officially ended slavery. The 14th Amendment gave citizenship to Black Americans, and the 15th Amendment gave all male citizens the right to vote regardless of race. Women were not allowed to vote in in America until 50 years later in 1920. Congress also created the Freedmen's Bureau to help former slaves adjust to their new lives as free people, since most did not have homes, jobs, or education. The Bureau set up schools in the South for former slaves. It helped set up colleges for black students such as Howard and Fisk Universities which are still important places of learning today. The Freedmen's Bureau provided other services too, such as medical help for poor blacks and whites. 
Even so, the lives of most black people did not improve very much after the Civil War. Many white people in the South disagreed with Reconstruction. They were angry that they were no longer allowed to have slaves and that men who had been slaves could now vote and be elected to public office. They were also angry that the North was trying to control the South. So Southern states passed laws called Black Codes to keep blacks in an inferior position. The laws forced many African Americans to work for low wages and made it hard for them to buy land. Many black people who could not afford to buy farms became sharecroppers. A sharecropper raised crops on land owned by someone else. In exchange for using the land, the sharecropper gave part of the crop to the landowner and sold the rest to earn money. But some landowners cheated sharecroppers. This and other problems kept many sharecroppers and their families living in poverty, just as they had been in slavery. Southern states also passed laws to segregate or separate black people from white people. These laws forced blacks to use separate areas in restaurants, hotels, and other public places, or use entirely separate buildings. It was hard for blacks to get good jobs or education in the North, too. There was less violence against black people in the North than the South, but there was still prejudice and segregation. Addie's parents were lucky to find jobs that paid decent wages. By the mid-1870s, Reconstruction had helped rebuild the South and had given black people new legal rights, but black and white people still were not equals in American society. African Americans were often abused or treated violently, so they continued the struggle for equal rights, sometimes risking their lives. For example, Ida B. Wells, a Mississippi school teacher, wrote newspaper articles about violence against blacks in the late 1800s and early 1900s. She wanted people everywhere to know what was happening in the South. She hoped all fair-minded citizens would join her protests against such violence. African Americans also fought for justice through their churches and through organizations like the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP which was created in 1909. One founder of the NAACP was a scholar, W.E.B. Du Bois. Talented black people broke through the barrier of prejudice in other ways too. Daniel Hale Williams, a black surgeon, performed the world's first open heart operation in 1893. Black musicians, artists, and writers, such as the poet Langston Hughes, became famous in the 1920s in what is known as the Harlem Renaissance. Marian Anderson was the first African-American opera singer. She sang on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in 1939 after she was forbidden to sing at Constitution Hall because she was black. In 1947, Jackie Robinson became the first black man in this century to join a major league baseball team, paving the way for other blacks in professional sports. Black people also went to court to fight for equality. In 1892, an African-American named Homer Plessy refused to leave the part of a railroad car that was set aside for white people only. A court case followed, and the Supreme Court, the highest court in the country, decided that segregated facilities like trains, schools, and restaurants were allowed if the facilities for blacks were equal to those for whites. 
but schools and other public places for black people were much worse than those for whites. It wasn't until 1954 that the Supreme Court decided that separate but equal treatment for black Americans was not fair. A lawyer named Thurgood Marshall and the NAACP argued that keeping blacks in separate schools was unfair. Because Marshall and the NAACP won the case, all segregation in public places is now illegal. Marshall later became the first black person to serve on the Supreme Court. The modern civil rights movement started soon after the 1954 case because segregation continued even though it was illegal. To protest, black people such as Rosa Parks sat in places reserved for whites and refused to move until they were arrested. People of all races protested together in marches. Many protesters went to jail and some were killed. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led the effort to end segregation peacefully. He fought for justice until he was assassinated in 1968. The civil rights movement brought many important changes to America. It is now illegal to separate people in public places, like schools and buses. It is illegal to prevent black men and women or any adult citizen from voting. The struggle for black people for equality also inspired many people to fight for their rights, such as women and African-American Indians. The work of the civil rights movement continues today as people of all races continue to fight for fairness in our society. And boys and girls, that is the end of this book. It was called Changes for Addie, A Winter Story, Book 6. It is a part of the American Girls Collection. The book has been written by Connie Porter, and the illustrations are by Bradford Brown. I hope you learned something from this story, boys and girls. Have a beautiful day.